Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Hey everybody, welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition of this crazy, wacky podcast. <laughs> so, I don't know why I did that, I just felt the need, holy crap. You know, right, so, it worked, go with it. Alright, well, it may not work again. Well, it oh. worked tonight, I guess. Alright, so this is the show where our guests try to MacGyver or MacGruber their way out of being on the show. <laughs> and before we get into tonight's show, we need to say thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. Let's watch a quick video for each. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered with multiple colors and options for each and every design with things to choose from like shirts hoodies phone cases coffee mugs and so much more be sure to follow river city tees on facebook and instagram if you do you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales river city tees let's make a shirt together I was just thinking, what uh, what condiment do you put on a hot dog? I don't know. I don't think I want to know. Nope. All right, let's watch the coolest video ever. All right. unimpressed with that video no i still like it it's so cool and and speaking of cool things and and reasons why you guys should be checking out level up lightsabers if you're not already familiar with their product line and all the awesome things that they do uh which we can we can bug master alan about this in just a moment because alan white from level up lightsabers is patiently waiting in the green room so we can bring him out here but check out these super cool lightsabers y'all so not only do they have their standard their basics but they've got these whole new saga uh hilts out and these are freaking amazing so there's the darth vader and if you're like oh it doesn't really look like darth vader yeah it does shut up it's amazing <laughs> there and be wrong and then my favorite though is on page two and uh, this needs to be a part of my life it's named incorrectly. It's called the pupil. It should be called the Skywalker, uh, just to butt hurt people uh, because they don't pay attention to canon. But anyway, uh, that's another story for another time. Wow, that's the path <laughs> yeah, we're going down tonight, just, Tim. Just going right for it. So, uh, but yeah, this is the this is the the hilt, man. This is so cool, Ray's hilt. It's even and uh, it even does the little twisty thing up at the top. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So uh, we can talk to, to Master Allen about all of those. Uh, but first, we have to let him into the show. I know when we will. Just okay. All right. So uh, and before we bring everybody else in, there's there's one more thing. This was not in our notes, our show notes for tonight. Um, but this is very important. So uh, we had some uh, auctions for Wish Upon a Teen, which is a, an awesome charity that we do work with. And we had a signed uh, picture from Thundercats by Larry Kenny, who Hello. played Lionel. Yeah, exactly. Thundercats! Oh. Anyway, um, so that sold. We also had one from this past week's uh, interview for uh, David Sobolov, who's the voice behind uh, The Flash's Gorilla Grodd, and uh, also uh, he's also on Legends of Tomorrow. But that one sold, but the person never paid for it. So we relisted it. And if you're wondering what that looks like and if it's something that you want, it's right here. It is a super cool photo signed by 
David Sobolov and marked for Gorilla Grodd. And we'll put a, a note to that link down into the uh, the comments here, uh, which we'll get to in just a moment. But um, 100% of the profits for that auction go to benefit Wish Upon a Teen. Wish Upon a Teen is a Michigan-based charity who helps out sick kids in their time of need when they're stuck in hospitals for an extended stay. It's an amazing charity. I know them personally. They helped out my daughter during her 97-day hospital stay. And I cannot say enough good things about Wish Upon a Teen. All right. So uh, with that in, uh, being brought up, let's get into our uh, show. Right. Let's do this. Let's welcome to the show, Aaron Elier of Catching Up with Aaron. Yeah, look at him. He was like, oh. They're they're announcing me first. <laughs> <laughs> this is not it's not the order we discussed. It's not, but that's no, what happens that's when you the order him. we discussed was about who we were going to be talking to first. This is just introductions. Oh well, I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> All right, up next we have John Orlando of the Three Geeks Podcast, the PVD Cast, and the only Matlock Podcast, Matt Talk. That's right. That's right. How's yes. everybody doing tonight? That's a legit thing. They have they have a, a podcast called Matt Talk, which I thought they were joking the first time I heard it. The first time I think you and Jason talked about it, I was like, no, that's that's not. I'll be dipped. That's an actual podcast. That thing actually exists. <laughs> and uh, the shocking part of it, huge fan base. Well, maybe not huge, but pretty decent sized fan base, shall we say, which kind yeah. of blew our minds a little bit. Uh, all right. And our last guest certainly not least of our guests, our show partner, Alan White of Level Up Lightsabers. It's our friendly neighborhood. Oh. Oh. Heavy breathing. This is Heavy the cool breathing. part. That's the, that's the switch. That's it's not a button. So cool. It's actually the, yeah. I've got, I've got a stack of them over here. We'll go through it. It'll be great. Ah. I'm not giggling. You're giggling. Shut up. No, okay. You're giggling. <laughs> All right, we got a ton of comments coming in, mostly from uh, Jason Taylor, who has a man crush on John Orlando. Uh, but he, uh, Kathleen's husband, John, says, happy Monday, guys. Jason says, John Orlando is the hottest man in podcasting <laughs> next to Tim and Nick. It's got... So I'm third. Thanks. Clearly, third. clearly he didn't see Aaron or Alan there, and I, I feel offended for both of them. Or is it just a three-way tie? No, to be in the top three, you know how many, you know how big, uh, how big of a, a sausage fest podcasting is. To be in the top three, that's pretty impressive. So there's that. <laughs> it's Nick's mustache that got him in the top three. Oh, don't right. even. Now he's trying to make up for it with you know. Oh, you know, I do still point. exist. I see this. See how it is, Jason. All right, John says, I wonder if Raid filed the proper data work with the Republic to legally change her name to Skywalker. Uh, you know, it's a lot of work to change your name. It really is. No, just it was written canon, so we're good. You guys All right, nerds, and uh, he agrees that uh, your product is awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So agreed. All right. So uh, while we're talking tonight, I'll I'll be popping some links into uh, the chat there for everybody. And remember, if you're listening out on good old Facebook land and you want to interact with uh, any of the three guests here or any of the three hosts, and you have something about uh, one of the, the shows that we're going to be talking about tonight, if you're commenting through Facebook, please allow StreamYard to have access to your information. So not only can we know who we're talking to, it makes it easier for Big Brother to spy on you. So uh, I'm sure that's a thing. I just put it out there for the tinfoil hat wearers. Make sure they know what's up. Do you know how hard it is to find tinfoil hat and not aluminum foil? We should probably start calling them aluminum foil hat wearers. We probably should. That's what Weird Al calls it. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's a, that's a safe bet then. If Weird Al's calling, that's like you know, that's like Star Wars canon right there. That's it. That's where we're going with it. Weird Al, Star Wars canon. Yeah, I can see that. You use that word a lot, canon. Well, just in, he, in, dis in discussing Star Wars, especially. He'll start using it enough that it no longer sounds like a word. I just it happens more in terms of like that, the Princess Bride, like inconceivable. <laughs> you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. All right. So uh, tonight's festivities. So uh, each of our guests has come prepared to talk about uh, a movie that has not played well with science. 
a sci-fi movie that has not played well with science. Let's be more specific. So we're going to talk about where did that movie go wrong? Why does it bother us? And did it affect how we view the movie? Because sometimes even though a movie annoys us, we can still watch it. And sometimes those mistakes make a movie unwatchable. So we'll find out tonight uh, where everybody stands on that. So we're going to start with Master Allen because he is actually uh, the impetus behind this whole discussion. Uh, and he, so if you, as he's getting going, if you hear the sound of nails and wood clanking, that is his. That is the soapbox that we told him to feel feel free to build. So, all right, Alan, preach it from the mountains, brother. Go. All for right, it. I, and I've done I've done a handful of like TikToks that allude to this or are about this or whatever. Um, but so, I I need to caveat all of this with a couple of very important things. First one, if you love this movie. It is not my intention to damage your love or appreciation or whatever of this movie. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. There are enough people on the internet that make an existence out of crapping on other people's joy. That That is not the goal here. Second thing, I was a lightsaber kid. Now, you may be surprised to hear this, but I've, I've been a nerd my whole life. Just, you know, whole life. Um, and I was a dinosaur kid, as all rational, reasonable kids are. And Jurassic Park came out when I was in fifth grade. And so I saw that movie. It was the summer before I went into fifth grade. And this is where this is important to know. I did not read the book first. Um, I read the book after the fact. And then, like, the shit list grew as, as a result of all these things. Now, as a child, my favorite dinosaur was the Deinonychus. And this is a dinosaur that I say that, and we'll go with 98% of the population looks at me and goes, what? <laughs> but you I already got, know I what a dinosaur looks so. like. Because it looks like the velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Because an actual velociraptor is like somewhere in the neighborhood of the size of a lab. And so if you have if you have a lab or a golden retriever, it's about how big they are. Now, they're dangerous. And like they would definitely be able to harm a human being. But what we experienced in Jurassic Park was a brilliant killing machine that was slightly taller than a person. Now, later on, I read the books, and the books refer to them as raptors and put them at six feet tall. And so what I have, I, I did a little bit of research before this, this particular podcast, because I wanted to make sure it's like, all right, if I'm going to lay blame at somebody's feet, who do I blame? And the answer is I get to blame everybody, which is awesome. I did not expect <laughs> to also have beef with Michael Crichton, but I get to, it starts with Michael Crichton. And so he wanted the velociraptors to be scarier. And if they are the size of a turkey, they're less scary. So he made them bigger. Well, but, but Michael Crichton, that's not a velociraptor that you're describing. That's a Deinonychus. Yeah, I just like the name better. <clears throat> All right. We're doing rude gestures off stream just in case. I don't want us to get sucked. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. And so opens opens with that. That was Crichton's. That was that was his choice. Now that gets even more complicated because at the time there were actually two different dinosaurs called the Velociraptor. One was in Mongolia, um, and one was the 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 earlier discovered Velociraptor. And turns out they were two different species. Um, and there's also a paleontologist at the time that's like. All these dinosaurs with the hook claw toe thing, like, why aren't we just lumping them all together? Like, why aren't they all raptors? Um, and that didn't gain steam until after Jurassic Park and, like, raptors got cool. But so here I am. I'm in elementary school. I've been teased about being a dinosaur fan for, you know, as long as I've been alive to be teased. And my favorite dinosaur is the like the cool thing to come out of the dinosaur movie of that summer. And everybody's like, yeah, Velociraptor. And I'm just like, no, no, you stupid bandwagoners. That is not right. It is not a Velociraptor. <laughs> Five, fifth grade me was not quite like that. Fifth grade me was not as confrontational because I hadn't had as long to like ferment with this rage. Um, it does just kind of build as you get older. Right. It's, oh, it's I love it. Everything. Like everything gets saltier with time. Um, but but then the Velociraptor, this thing that for me is the poser, gets a fighter jet named after it and a basketball team. And a pretty and cool truck from Ford now. 
Don't right. Right. And it's all of a sudden Raptor is Raptor is cool. This is an awesome thing. And I'm just like, oh, no. Uh, wasn't there a roller coaster named the Raptor? Too? It was. I think there yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Cedar Point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. See? I think you're right. We're just adding to the list. We're just we're putting more names. <laughs> um, but so it gets to it gets to the movie. They're adapting the book to the movie, and Spielberg's like, you know, they should be bigger. <laughs> so they size them up again. Into and so then there are a lot of people that when I talk about misnaming of the Velociraptor, they go, oh yeah, they actually use the Utah Raptor. Now, the Utah Raptor was discovered kind of sort of during filming but didn't get announced until after the movie was out and the utah raptor is another size bigger and it's you know right here in the united states because we needed more giant scary dinosaurs from the u.s um but but yeah so Crichton he started the problem because he thought the name was cooler and then he followed up with as the movie adapted spielberg was like no no we're gonna keep this and there was definitely somebody that was like well but this is a different dinosaur we should call it something else now we're just gonna make it bigger we're gonna stick with velociraptor because it sounds cool and we gotta respect the book so it didn't ruin jurassic park for me i still enjoy it i've enjoyed the jurassic world movies it but it's that is something that has lingered that i have been waiting to have a platform to get to say for um <laughs> 20, 23 years, something like that. Twenty-four. We're in that zone. Long enough to long enough that that bitterness can drink. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> long enough to that. Yeah. All right, I've, I'm monopolized enough time. I feel awkward and guilty. Jurassic <laughs> came out in nineteen ninety-three. Yep. Okay. You've yeah, long overdue. Long overdue rant. All right. Well, and I they should have feathers. Yes. I feel bad because I feel like you have done way more research over the years on this than uh, my recent nerd rage. So uh, when we get to me, it's going to be like, and this is why I didn't like it. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's why you're going last because by then people will have mostly forgotten. Why. Well, I'll be ready to tap out. It'll be well, fun. that's kind of what I'm hoping for. The you know the, we can just kind of gloss right over my poorly laid out nerd rage. So, well, you're just you're assuming that people will still be on by the time we get. To <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's also why we put me last because right. I figure I talk enough during the rest of the show that maybe I don't need to have as much time at the end. Oh. So, but uh, in case you didn't see this, Alan, John, Kathleen's husband. I was he, just reading this. Yes, he agreed yes. with you. So he had the toy. Actually, when I mentioned this to him last week, when it was the, this is what we're going to talk about this week is the dinosaur rant. He's like, I know, I hated that. I'm like, yep. Dino nerds. <laughs> I need to be friends with your husband. We need you to go do. get a drink so sometime. I totally wore my dinosaur earrings tonight just for you. Because. Fantastic. Oh, oh. Oh, look at that. I I, I did not. The cute, right. little, the cute little raptors. Oh, I didn't wear mine either. I'll see. I don't feel so I'm just bad. Just twist the knife. Just twist it. Yep. All right. Well, cool. I think uh, anybody have any disagreements when you know with <laughs> anything that? All right. I didn't think so. And John, you know, Jason, you say that like it's not a fact. We all we all understand that everybody's going to tune out when it's my turn. All right. So he's just salty that he's not on here. I just need to watch Jurassic. He, he's salty about the Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, he's still salty about that. That's uh, he's still he is not to be mentioned on the show. Yeah, <laughs> and just he's still salty anybody, about that. In case anybody is wondering what that means, Jason has a man crush on Jean Claude Van Damme, and I pointed out the fact that he sucks. Uh, and it's never gone over well. So anyway, not it, not an opinion, just the fact that he the sucks. The fact that he sucks. It, you know, not that I even thought that it should be mentioned by somebody else, or that it could be. That it was a fact, and Jason disagreed with me a, a little bit, a smidge. Uh, so anyway, he's only brought it up a couple times in his show. All right, so. Every show. <laughs> All right, John, speaking show. of Three Geeks podcast. Uh, talk, yeah, I, talk to I, us I gotta about be Logan's honest. run. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. Um, this was a hard one, but uh, I picked uh, Logan's run for two reasons. One, as a whole, the movie did not hold up as well as I thought it did from my first viewing of it way back when. Uh, in fact, I don't even know when that was. It was sometime 
uh, over at my aunt's house on HBO. So I don't know. That's somewhere in the early 80s. Anywho, um, it did not hold up well. But my whole thing that bothers me about Logan's run, besides the fact that Farrah Fawcett's in it, um, is why 30? Like, that's the thing. And I know that's not a science per se. That's more of a social science. But I was very bothered by this whole idea that 30, 30 is when the thing goes off in your hand. And then you have to go and go to carousel and maybe die, maybe not. Why 30? Because when you think about it, most of your major diseases don't come till 50, right? Like colon rectal cancer. You need to get that screened in 50. So you got 20 years. Uh, shingles. Again, 50 years old. Uh, HPV, 11 or 12 years old. Okay, that one maybe not so much. Okay, but, you know, I mean, you have all these diseases, but they come in your in your later years, so why not 30? And and look, let's, let's not lie to one another. 30 is when you hit your stride. I don't know about you all, but my 20s, that's kind of a mess. You know, so 30, you're hitting your stride. You've got things, you got a plan, you know how your life's going to go. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, well, (laughs) so that always bothered me. In fact, I did some research real quick. Um, So when the movie uh, came out in the 1976, in 1976, excuse me, um, uh, according to the U.S. Census in 1970, the uh, life expectancy for men, 67 years old. For women, 75. Uh, if you look at 1980, uh, males, 70 years old. Females, 77. So they're, they're, it's not like, you know, it's not like you can't, you know, still have a productive life here. Uh, but I did find there was one weird thing, though. I'm not sure if this is correct. So maybe 30 is because you're still young and virile. And then after you, uh, you know, you start aging, you don't, you don't have the same strengthen your baby batter or whatnot and so 31 the wheels just come off the wagon that's that's what that's happens. that's basically it however in 1976 by the way we had the lowest ever birth rate in american history by the way of only 15 percent. 76 baby right here yeah well you're you're one of 3.1 million was that all? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just, I always have felt like uh, life is better after three. That's right, Jason. Absolutely. Well, Slightly differing opinions. Way to, way to bring the negativity, Kevin. It's just because my 29th birthday is coming up next month, and I'm, I'm getting yeah, a Yeah, she's, she's the baby of the group here. There, 30, however, is when your body stops producing collagen. Like your collagen production drops way off at the oh, scratch my back with a hacksaw. I didn't know that. <laughs> and I am so glad that my husband is amused by me staring down the barrel of 30. Jerk. Well, it's just because he's old. He is significantly. <laughs> uh, so there's my presentation. Uh, Logan's run. <laughs> Probably need that, Jason. The, 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 the worst part is, is that no, I don't think anybody disagrees with you. We're all just sitting here doing the math in our head and contemplating our own mortality now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still good. I've got another year. I'm like, you're like, well, you know, the really bad stuff doesn't happen till 50. I'm like, well, dang it. That's only six years for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. I'm 44. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but by the way, just a side note, I do believe that Farrah Fawcett's one of the more overrated actresses ever. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it. You're not wrong, no. I mean, look, you watch Charlie's Angels, Jacqueline Smith, that's a dame, that's a dame, All not right. Farrah Fawcett. But to be fair, John, you're talking about two different things. Like, Farrah Fawcett was never hired because she was a great actress, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the hell you say, Aaron. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's that's a separate podcast. We don't sure, to... it is. It is. Great point. <laughs> I okay. super feel like the little gipper snapper now, though, because you said Charlie's Angels, and I'm like, oh, the movie. You mean, you're like you're like the one with movie? Cameron Diaz. Where was she? <laughs> oh yeah, that thing existed before. That. Wow. Was she Lucy <sighs> Liu's character? <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Kathleen. <laughs> uh 
All My right. is showing. Uh, and and uh, I'm not over 50, Jason. <laughs> Look at him using the word game. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, his. Yeah, Thank see, you, we got Kathleen. some things here, see? It was a great dame. She had great stems, you know? <laughs> Look at those gams. Look at the stems on that dame. Mm, huzzah! Words like that should be used. It's a much more polite way to talk to women. Let me tell you, I can't wait to get off the Davenport. Mm. Go have a brewski with the fellas. <laughs> These Sorry. words I understand. Start talking about Charlie's Angels and I figure out, I, yeah. yeah My brain doesn't make sense. Somewhat understands. All right. All right, Aaron. Maybe. Uh, all right, Aaron. Talk okay. to us about Back to the Future. I would love to talk to you about Back to the Future. Um, I just, I, I, I've been writing a couple notes as, as we've been going on here. And so thank you for putting me third so I can collect my thoughts. Um, just a couple of things that I've taken away so far. I'm really impressed, by the way, with John and Master Allen's um, different approaches to this topic. Uh, that's been, that was very impressive. Uh, so well done, gentlemen. Um, I do uh, have a couple of, uh, if, I, if I may, just a, a quick uh, constructive criticism for the podcast <laughs> in general. Um, Kathleen and Tim, your backgrounds are, are fantastic. I don't know if any of you follow the, um, the Twitter account, Rate My Skype Room. Uh, it's, it's, it's a Twitter account that takes screenshots of people like on the news or uh, you know CNN, Fox News or whatever, and then they rate their um their backgrounds like oh good lighting good framing you know a slight cord a visible cord violation uh nick has a background which rate my skype room people would refer to as a hostage video (laughs) (laughs) so uh don't laugh too hard alan i was going to mention that for you too oh no I've got the camera at a downward angle instead of upward. See, this is what happens when you've got two kids under five and you have to find some place when it's 90 degrees out. Like it was, it was this or my car. Those were my options. So <laughs> what, what Alan's saying is he is enduring a hostage situation right, he's got right now. Kids under five. He <laughs> is in a hostage situation. Uh, so there is that. Nick, I'm just teasing. You're, you're... you should see the rest of this room. It is. <laughs> Is there a man with a, a we're, bag? We're taking a hands? camera off. Oh, it's, <laughs> wait. There's Great a pink. bucket where you go to the bathroom in. Yeah, it, it is a hostage situation room. Yeah, hold up a newspaper so we know. Goes. Hold up today's newspaper so we know you're okay today. As long as there's not like a the the window, in the corner, or worse? you should be okay. That's Nick, true. blink twice and we'll come rescue you. Wait, what does three times mean? Okay, so there's that. Um, Tim, did you did you tell everybody your your podcast cohorts about my my criticism of your Thundercats uh, episode? Have you have you? Uh, no, I have not shared that. You, but please feel free. Okay, just real quick, and then I'll get. I swear I'll get into Back to the Future because I I can't wait for this. Um, Back to the Future is a bold choice. Like I really want to know where you're going with this. Well, it's I've got it in multiple parts. So did you do it? Solid I, work. I, after I learned that Tim had uh, and you guys had talked to uh, what was the guy's name, Larry? Was yeah, Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion. Larry Kenny. I, the first thing I asked him was, did you ask Larry about the, the, the famous outtakes, the Thundercats outtakes? And Tim was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, there, there is a, there's a YouTube clip where somebody had gathered all these outtakes from recording sessions from the Thundercats, um, including Larry and, all the, and many of the other um, uh, voice actors on the show. And they're just swearing and cutting up. And somebody put video of the actual Thundercats episodes up against the audio of the outtakes, and it's hysterical. <laughs> Tim had no idea about it. What a wasted opportunity. I do feel like I uh, did not do my my uh, stalking research as well as I should have done. That's okay. Uh, I've just given you a hard time. you know. Ride the fail train, Tim. Well, and it's one of those things where he's probably been asked about it a thousand times anyway, so it, it would have been like, Oh, here's that question about the damn outtakes again. Get a canned answer instead of like something organic. Okay. Although so, it really sounds like Aaron just really wants to interview that guy. Like it sounds like that's like he's he's <laughs> mad at you because he wants to get. To it was a lot of fun. No, I mean, I, I would have liked to have been a part of the interview so I could at least bring it up and, and you know, whatever. Anyway, 
so I, I'd like to, because Alan gave a little bit of background on his level of nerdery um, and history and all that. And so that kind of inspired me to do the same thing. Um, so my level of nerdery exists on probably very different levels than than most people involved and or that watch this podcast or listen to. Um, I'm more like Monty Python. Um, you know, I collect vinyl records and, you know, I'm a big music nerd as Tim and Kathleen will attest to. I, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Um, I know Master Allen's going to cut me in half with a lightsaber for just saying that. <laughs> I don't dislike, I don't dislike any of it. I'm just not into it. I was making, I was looking for my pearls so I could clutch like, them. They don't, that's, it's like people can like what they want to like, you know, exactly. like and the, the animosity in nerddom, like if, if you tell somebody that you don't like something that they build their, their passion around. Yeah. Like, like and you. like, and their need for you to love it like they do. Those are people that I really struggle to have any kind of productive conversation. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Cause no, it just exactly. like, so you know, I, I, I go strongly with the theory, you know, love what you want to love, like what you want to like. It's it's your life, unless it's Jean Claude Van Damme, and then it's just stupid. So <laughs> there is there is an extreme amount of gatekeeping in fandoms. It's oh, oh yeah, horribly so. JCVD is how he should be referred to as now from now on. Although uh, that movie is awesome, JCVD. Yeah. That movie's great. Sure it is. Uh, <laughs> So I'm more like so okay, like I, okay. I'm not I'm, and I'm definitely not into Marvel. <laughs> I have consumed uh, zero Marvel content except for WandaVision, uh, which was kind of a mistake because I saw the preview for it and I was like, oh look, a quirky black and white sitcom about a robot husband and I'm like, oh this looks interesting and I watched it. Not what like, you, that's not what you got into. That is not. No, no <laughs> I, is I not what like, they delivered. <laughs> I got to the second episode. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? I'm like, what is this? So I asked my 14 year old daughter. Who has consumed a lot of Marvel? Uh, I said, "Do you have to know a lot about Marvel stuff to, to understand WandaVision?" She's like, "Yeah, you kind of do." I was like, "Okay," so I tapped out of WandaVision, and then um, everybody was talking about the finale. I tapped out of like three or four episodes in, so I tapped out. Uh, everybody's talking about the finale, and I was like, "Okay." My daughter's like, "Well, you could still watch it," and, you know. Okay, so I watched it. I enjoyed it, but not on the same level. So anyway, that's my WandaVision story. Okay, back to the future. Uh, forget the, the idea that uh, I'm not going to get into the whole like is time travel possible thing uh, because there are people who are way, way more educated and smarter than I am that still debate this. Uh, the consensus seems to be that traveling into the future is um, uh, less possible than traveling into the past um, based on my very uh, sophisticated Google research. It seems that that's what the, the consensus is between theoretical physicists and mathematicians and all these nerdy guys. So, and we'll also forget about the fact that uh, 67% of the franchise, the Back to the Future franchise, is just Marty and or Doc just yelling uh, over loud noises or, or yelling incessantly and unnecessarily. Uh, I have, I just, I have a question. Yes. You're saying that like it's a negative thing, and I feel no, like that's a... Okay, I felt like that was a feature instead of a bug, and so that was no, no, no. It's just okay. All right, that was, that was actually more just of clarifying. A it was more of a failed attempt at humor. So, forget, <laughs> um, so I can't even wrap my head around the whole time travel thing. But I've got a couple things about each part of the series. Um, some of them are science, some of them are semi continuity errors. But um, so maybe maybe you'll learn something. Maybe this is, these are things you already know. So, at the very end of part one, you know, so there. Marty has to take the DeLorean all the way down the street in front of the Bluebird Motel where Doc has painted a line on the street. That's where Marty is supposed to start his run to get up to 88 miles an hour. And he's got that rod sticking out of uh, the back of the DeLorean where he's going to catch the um, he's going to catch that wire right as the clock tower gets hit with lighting at 10.04 p.m. We all know that. So Marty's not at the line. He goes to crank up the DeLorean and it doesn't start. He cranks up the DeLorean when the alarm clock goes off. That's when he's supposed to go. The alarm clock rings, hit the gas, and go. But for like 30 or 40 seconds, he's fiddling with the ignition trying to get it to start, and it doesn't start. He finally bangs his head on the steering wheel, and it starts. But he's leaving 30 or 45 seconds, whatever it is. I've never counted. I'm not quite that nerdy. He leaves the starting line late. 
So if he had if he had left the starting line when he was supposed to leave, he would have hit the line early. Right? Am I wrong on that? No, you're right. No. Right. So, <clears throat> so wouldn't so that, work. That's, that's something that's just always bugged me. Now, something they got right with this scene. And we've seen it a couple times throughout the franchise with the DeLorean. DeLoreans are known to be just absolute pieces of garbage. Like they're terrible. <laughs> so the fact, that it, the fact that it didn't start, uh, that's realistic. Like that was, that was a real thing. Uh, I'm so. surprised. I'm surprised that you never like opened the glove box and there's some leftover cocaine from John DeLorean in it. <laughs> oh, what's this? Oh. That's a whole different thing there. Uh, another thing about part one, this is kind of sciencey. At the end, Doc, uh, he shows up at Marty's driveway and Jennifer's there and they're going to take the new truck for a spin. Um, so Doc pulls up in the driveway and he, uh, and I'm trying to read my notes here. He says, uh, so he uses all this garbage from Marty's family's garbage to puts it into Mr. Fusion, like a banana peel and a An aluminum can. Yeah. It's, it's a can of Miller Genuine Draft and he pours the, pours the beer in, <laughs> then, pour, then dumps the can in. Which, I don't know why you needed to do that, but just dump the whole thing in. If, you're, if it's all going it in the same place anyway. Yeah. So, sciency, there's no way that banana peels and beer cans and day, likely day old warm beer would power a nuclear reactor. I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And here's the other thing, too. Uh, he stole all that plutonium from God knows where. How much plutonium? Yeah, for well, well, he was supposed to steal well, it, they stole it from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he gave the Libyans uh, pinball machine parts. Right. Everybody, everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you? Straight now, would like to know if that if you thought a Buick would have been a better choice. Probably. I mean, just it's a more sensible vehicle. It doesn't look as cool, but it's more sensible. Doc, come on. But it doesn't so, have the gull wings. It's harder to film. I know. Exactly. So much more room in the trunk for activities. <laughs> yeah. So, like. So how much beer did he need to power the, the Mr. Fusion flux uh, and to, for the flux capacitor and all that? Like, whatever. Okay, so in part two. So that's my part. I've got a ton more for part one, but I'm just trying to keep it short. Uh, part two. Now, everybody in part, everybody talks about um, the self-tying laces on the Nike shoes that Marty gets uh, when he goes back, when he goes to 2015. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, and I'm, everybody talks about that, but I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the jacket that Marty wears and not the fact that it's got retract retractable sleeves. Um, so little, let me back up. So the self drying jacket. That yeah. One? The self drying jacket. We're going to talk about okay. that. So just for anybody who's not familiar, which um, I won't judge you. Marty gets <laughs> like, falls into the pond that's in front of the 2015 clock tower in Hill Valley. So he's soaking wet. Uh, and he goes to hit the automatic drying on his jacket. So, when the, the jacket dries off with the auto-dry feature, it takes like five seconds to dry him off. The amount of air he'd actually need to dry off be, from being cons completely soaking wet has to be more than five seconds. Like, it, it has to be much more powerful air for a much longer period of time. Uh, but I understand it's a movie. That you got you to keep it moving. Um, the amount of air that it would have taken... To dry uh, dry him and the jacket off in five seconds, it would have imploded his body, and I'm not buying it. Uh, oh, I did okay. have one more thing about part two: uh, the pizza rehydrator at the McFly home. Oh yeah, a small disc gets uh, you know about this a little bit smaller than a CD gets put into this this Black and Decker uh, rehydrating machine. A few seconds later, boom, a full ass pizza. Like, not buying that either. That's well, that's future so pizza. You don't know. Yeah, it's, and we're not talking about hoverboards. Like, I'm not talking about hoverboards either. <laughs> all the um, other stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah, all, all the things that we were promised and didn't get. Or the fact that in 2015, they think they the producers of that film thought that every home in America would have not just one but multiple fax machines in each each home, and <laughs> including one in the closet and. The fact that these fax machines were dot matrix printers. I had a dot matrix printer with my Tandy 1000 computer. <laughs> Could you imagine all those going off at the same time? It would be deafening. But you know what, though? Shout out to, shout out to Radio Shack. May they rest in peace. 
Right. Our local pizza place had a dot matrix for their <laughs> receipts up until like three years ago. No Tim. Judge. Wow. Tim, who who knows what a K car is? Uh, uh, just us, just us older folks. I guess. It's a, it's a nice automobile. You don't know, K- nice... Kathleen. You don't know what a K car is. I don't. And, and, uh, uh, and you Google that. Have you ever heard this reference? Have you ever heard the song? Uh, have you ever heard the song "If I Had a Million Dollars" by Bare Naked Ladies? Bare Naked Ladies. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. A nice uh, reliant automobile. It's a nice reliant automobile. That's right. Okay. Um. So continuing with part three of Back to the Future, um, Marty's great great paternal grandmother looks just like his mother. Um, this is convenient. That's, that way. this is one of those things where it's like they just had to put Leah Thompson in somewhere, and that was the only place they could really put do, use her. Um, so it is just a movie, but it is a nobody will notice. It's a, it, um, also this is not a science thing. This is just more of like fashion. But Clara, you know Doc's girlfriend, uh, she is uh, so in the late uh, in the late eighteen eighties or mid eighteen eighties. She shows a far, far too much cleavage for the amount of uh, fashion that they had at the time. Uh, so that's that's something that's not right. Uh, in night, so at the beginning of part three, Doc's nineteen fifty five dog Copernicus finds Emmett Brown's uh, tombstone, uh, which teach, tells me that somehow Doc Brown taught that dog how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of all the other leaps we have to make for this film, like that if might anybody be one of the could do it, it ones. would be Doc Brown. Really? Right. I mean, I, I do love the fact that in the very first movie, Doc spends all this time preaching to Marty about not violating the you know the timelines, space time continuum, yeah, space time continuum, and then basically in you know episode three, it's I'm going to have relations with the space time continuum and make some children. So, <laughs> and that's how you become your own grandfather. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, there is a um, <laughs> there is one somewhat racist line in part three where uh, Doc Brown is there. 1955 Doc Brown is looking at the DeLorean that 1885 Doc Brown put into the cave. Uh, and he said, no wonder these microchips don't work. They're made in Japan. That's a little racist. Um, the last thing I wrote, uh, I'll skip the whole thing about the, the Indians and the cavalry cavalry. Right, uh, all that. Uh, the, the there's one bio, biological thing here. Marty gets chased out of that cave by a black bear. I'm certain, I'm fairly certain, a 17 year old kid from Hill Valley, California, cannot out- outrun a giant 500 pound black bear, um, which he did. Low probability. Low probability. Low probability, especially because uh, I don't think black bears are in the desert. <laughs> yeah, black bears are black bears are out west, and they get bigger than the eastern black bears. Yeah, but. But still, like, yeah, that's yeah. All right. So the well, last thing I, the, I just have one more thing. All right. Last right thing, I swear. Uh, so awesome. Marty, Marty tells Doc that the fuel line in the DeLorean got ripped when he was being chased into the cave, right? So you remember that. Uh, Doc tells Marty that Mister Fusion powers the time circuits in the flux capacitor, and that the combustion engine works on regular gas and always has. But wait. When Doc shows up at the end of part one, he tells Marty and Jennifer that he needs fuel, so he's dumping the banana peels and the beer cans and stuff into Mr. Fusion because he replaced the gas tank with Mr. Fusion. Well, which one is it, Doc? Help us out here. The car also flew. Yeah. Well, he, had a fly, he had a flying conversion added in, in, in the mid-20th century, early 20th century. Right. So I, I could go on and on, and some of this is science, some of it's not, but um, I hope that Fit the no, it's good. Trying to do here, I'll stop. Well, now. addressing the problem. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, Aaron absolutely adores Back to the Future. It's one of his favorite things, and this is something he could talk at about. I think for hours on end each. Sure. Each well, and, individual and, movie. So. And, and to add to to the to the preface at the beginning of the episode, I love the franchise. It is my favorite thing. I watch it every year on July 4th or July 3rd. Uh, right, right. When it was part the anniversary part one being released, I kind of set up the whole day. Um, I love it, and I would change nothing about it. Uh, but I just love talking about it, and you know, I appreciate the opportunity to to get to do that. And hopefully, everybody learned some stuff. <laughs> sure did. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right, Nick, talk to us about the poorly laid out with in physics 
Superman. Well, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Hollywood's <laughs> bad physics. Uh, so Superman one, that was kind of the launch pad for a lot of like superhero movies. And so that's, it's still a classic and I still love it, but when we're he going to slander Christopher Reeves, are we? Because like if that, <laughs> like that's not the road we're going down. Is no, that... no, not okay, at all. All right. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> when Superman first catches Lois, and she's falling, and then he like swoops up to catch her. He catches her at 174 miles an hour, like terminal velocity, right? Yeah. So she would be have a lot of broken bones, you know, if. If he actually caught Back her the anatomy. like that. Uh, also in the movie, we uh, Jonathan Kent dies. Uh, and so we realize, okay, Superman isn't everything. He can't, you know, bring people back from the dead. Well, until he, he can, you know, because, you know, Lois Lane ends up dying in that earthquake because Lex Luthor nuked the fault line. And so he flies around backwards and well, I think Spider-Man actually came down onto Gwen instead of, well, but she, she hits, she hits the ground and that's so like, that's the, the, yeah. And so then he flies around the earth backwards Mm -hmm. and, a lot of physicists are like, you know, if you stop the Earth's rotation, everything is going to <laughs> pretty much fling off of the Earth. And so then, which is worse, the, the nuking of the fault line or the <laughs> everything? Sending everything into outer space. <laughs> I, I'm so, not sure that's how that works, Jason, just FYI. <laughs> it's worth a try, though, buddy. It's worth a try. So, so I think it was, yeah, go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. This is your turn. Not my yeah, turn. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I still enjoy the movie. And I think ever since they did that, they're like, I feel like it was one of those things they already filmed her dying. And then they were like, wait, we need her in more movies. So how do we bring her back? <laughs> it makes well, the world go round. I think it was uh, in it was in Big Bang Theory. They talked about that, and Sheldon Cooper says that it would have been kinder if he really loved her. It would have been nicer for him just to to just let her hit the ground because, as the Man of Steel, he would have cut her into three even pieces. So, <laughs> oh, sweet Sheldon. So uh, let's see, uh, Donner cut of two. They went back to that also. So. But yeah, okay. So yeah, I did it affect how you view the movie though? I think you already said so. Uh, you? Not really. It's it's just kind of it, it's kind of like okay, I'll, I'll let it slide this time, but... <laughs> and then I'm going to rewatch it. <laughs> then I'm going to expect physics in my superhero movie. <laughs> all right. I want science in my science fiction well, it's, movies. It's, it's all about suspending reality, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. Can you suspend reality enough to enjoy it? I mean, it is called science fiction for a reason, like Kathleen was saying. Right. All right, Kathleen, let's talk about you and the movie that I have slept <laughs> through four okay, so times. I think I've actually only ever seen the movie once. Um, but I went with Armageddon. And Oh, this one's Chockerbuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's bad. It is so bad. So I actually, I sent this article to <coughs> earlier. It's an article from Looper about oh, yeah, sci-fi movies that scientists can't stand. <laughs> and the headline or the subheading is Armageddon wasn't right about much. And that it continues that NASA uses it in training to make sure that recruits can find most of the errors. 168 of them in total in the 151 minutes of the movie. <laughs> it's, I mean, they're not. They're That's not the nice about it. It's That's awesome. <laughs> hey, folks, this is what not to do. 
<laughs> right? And I love that it is it is used by NASA to make sure that they can find all uh, the most of those errors because there are so many of them. Um, talking about where is it? So there's a mention of Jurassic Park. Yes, Interstellar. There's there's a lot in this list. It's like in elementary school when they give you two pictures and tell you to spot all the differences, except yeah, it's right. adults and it's a movie. Yeah, <laughs> and they're rocket scientists. So, so oh, it, there mentions, you go. it mentions there in here that we don't there have room go. to mention all of the scientific errors that they found, but some of the highlights include the idea of a comet redirecting a. Texas-sized asteroid being ludicrous that the asteroid shouldn't have been spherically shaped. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It, there, there's so much more wrong with it than there is right with it. <laughs> but kudos to NASA for using it for training videos. Great soundtrack. It does have a fantastic soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Yeah, I have legitimately in my life sat down at four different opportunities to watch this movie, and I have not made it past the 15-minute mark. I have fallen asleep every single time. I've you know, never I, seen it. I started the first it. Iron Man movie today because I know that it always puts me asleep, puts me to sleep, and I hoped that it would work for my kid, and it did. Nice. <laughs> yep, we snuggled nice. on the couch and watched Iron Man and both fell asleep. All right. <laughs> okay, so did it affect your the way that you watched the movie? I've only watched it once. <laughs> I have only seen it once, and I don't think I can watch it again now. So I mean, I, I might I watch it one more time just to see how many of the inaccuracies I can catch to see whether or not I qualify for NASA. Fair enough. Because it's obviously how that works. <laughs> for that reason. Well, and if you can learn to catch them all, then you could impress them. Right. Like At the very least, you can get into Space Force. So there you go. Fantastic. Uh, so a couple of quick comments. Aaron seems to have left us for a moment. He shut off his camera, at least. Uh, let's see. Uh, just... Well, yeah. I, see, I, I never listened to a single word in that song because uh, I did fall asleep. I did want to. That song is uh, creepy, though. <laughs> Michael, well, he does write his scripts in crayon as long as there's explosions at the end of the sentence. So, boom. well, the word boom just looks so much better in red crayon. Exactly. Yeah. And the little scriggly line around it. Uh, that's a good point, John. So that's many. true. There was uh, well, which is odd because I was actually doing weddings at that time, uh, back when I back in my DJing career, and yeah, at one out of at least every three weddings, that was their wedding song. How many times so, do you hear it, Aaron? <laughs> not not often. It was a couple of years ago where the big song was uh, "Thinking Out Loud" by Ed Sheeran. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and people would uh, say, oh, yeah, we're going to use Thinking Out Loud as our first dance. And I, you know, I would tell them, oh, that's a great choice. You know, very popular right now. And some people would be like, oh, really? Like, other people are using that? I'm like, yeah. Like, How dare they use our song? Every one of them. So some people would change it and be like, oh, we're not doing that then. And other people were like, great. We're still using it. But I feel validated. Excellent. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody else use our first dance song. What was it? Cream. Let us hear from Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. All right. So there is that Muppet Treasure Island. Yes. I used a Muppet song for our first date. I love it. What's even better, though, is there is the credits version of it that is the non Muppet version. That John used most of that, except for the first chorus, he put in the Miss Piggy and Kermit verse. Sure. And then went back to the classic version. And the number of people at our wedding reception who did the, is that Kermit? It's like, yes. Yep. This is the wedding reception that just started with the impressive clergyman speech. There's a TARDIS on our table. Why are you surprised? What did, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island. Right. Tim Curry, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Making sure. That's the All first right, movie too. that my kids got to see Tim Curry. <sighs> nice. All right. To round out our selections tonight, um, I have to start off by saying I'm sorry to Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is the greatest actor of all time, in my opinion. My son Nolan's middle name is Harrison. Uh, Han Solo is one of the greatest characters ever created. I will argue that to that is the hill I will die on. Um, I love Indiana Jones, but I cannot stand the movie Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Horrible movie. 
it's it's it has so many things about it that are great but there are two particular scenes that trouble me to no end and i'll save the worst one for last but the first one there's a scene where these ants pick up a man well, carry him in and put him down the ant hole now those ants are known as siafu they're actually those are actual ants they do exist they will and are known to kill the weak, the young, or the incapacitated. They have never, and on record, gone after a healthy human being who just got punched out. It's not, they didn't go after tires of the vehicle. They didn't, you know, melt things like lava as they went through the screen, you know. Uh, that's not what they do. Uh, but they can go into the lungs via the mouth or, or nostril passages. And they will go in and they will eat through the lungs. It, it is a true thing. It can happen, but not the way that it was portrayed in the movie. So that's, it's like... That's scarier. They Thank got you it for so the nightmare fuel. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. Ants well, that eat your lungs while you're breathing with them. <laughs> right, but you, you would have to be incapacitated. You would have to be incapacitated or unconscious. So, I mean... We we have to worry about that with Nick right now in his in his in his you know uh, his hostage his room, hostage room. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you might not be wrong with that, John. Uh, that great. Uh, great but so there was that, and that that scene <laughs> bugged me. The more I watched that movie, nice use of the word bug. I know, right? Because I own all the movies uh, on on Blu-ray. And so I was like, oh, I'll watch that, you know, and, and I'd watch them over and over again. And that was one of the scenes that it just, the more I watched it, the more it irritated me. Uh, and I couldn't stop watching. I, I had to like, I'd skip that scene. It just, it irritated me that much. Now, the other one uh, <laughs> got us to the point of, and Kathleen <laughs> mentions it here, the it nuclear this, fridge. This is part of the movie. Now, the thing is, is that that phrase, nuclear fridge, has almost replaced jumping the shark. Because there is no way that a, a 1950s-style refrigerator, just because it has a little bit of lead in it, is going to protect you from a nuclear blast. You are going to be human carpaccio on the inside of that refrigerator, no matter what. Gross. And one of the things I liked about uh, one of the reviews I was reading... It said that, you know, for as cartoonish as some of the things in, um, you know, other versions of, of Indiana Jones has been, this was one of the worst because it was like a scene right out of Wiley e. Coyote mm -hmm. where the, the, the fridge gets shot out. And the fact that he, he made that the, the, that 10 point landing without any injuries as well, by the way, it's just, you know, at his age. So sorry, that's. Uh, one thing ruined it. First name Mutt. No, well, you're not wrong. Um, so good. Well done. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the two things that I have, and I'm cutting it short because we only have about a minute and a half left. But uh, but those are the two biggest issues that I had with Holy Grail. And so again, Harrison Ford, please don't ever not come on my show because <laughs> I said I didn't like one of your roles because I. We'll just blame it all on Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I love you. Um. <laughs> Uh, how many parsecs did it take to the fridge? <laughs> well, it was under 12. We know that much. Nice. And, Alan, I would love to be able to have more time to show off your lightsabers. But So Next if you could just hold them up in the uh, hold them up in the screen while I'm sitting here talking. That's, um, that's all I'm doing. You just perfect. keep going. Do your thing. Uh, but so I wanted to make, uh, make mention that we brought up Friday's episode of Funny Science Fiction Podcast. What's upcoming? We have Ooh. OG Banks. OG Banks is coming. OG is from Muppet Babies. He plays Scooter on Ultimate Spider-Man. He plays Luke Cage and Power Man and also Miles Morales. You will so, laugh so stinking hard during that episode. We laugh OG so is hard a, OG is a trip and we had an absolute blast with him. And remember, uh, these awesome lightsabers that Alan is holding up can be found and in the comments are in the links. Please go check them out. You guys will not be disappointed. And all I have to say, because we don't have enough time to say anything else, is thank you for being here. Thank you, everybody, for being part of the show. And uh, see you guys next week on Funny Science Fiction Podcast. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, 
Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram or Instagram using the handle, using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi. Or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Thanks Hope again. You the Hope you enjoyed the episode.